Hello, my name is Ed Palmer from 212 Radio and welcome to episode 3 of Communication in the Raw, the IOIC podcast. Our job is to bring you insights from internal comms practitioners working at the coalface. Our USP in this podcast is to never shy away from difficult questions and what might be tough answers. And nowhere has lockdown been tougher for than the hospitality industry. So our guest on this episode is Marcos Eleferiu, who is Director of Culture, Internal and Corporate Communications at Ennismore, the hospitality group. So over to Dom and Jen. Brilliant, thank you. Hi, I'm Jennifer Sproul, Chief Executive of the Institute of Internal Communication. Hello, I'm Dominic Walters. I'm a fellow of the Institute of Internal Communication, past national chairman and a communication consultant. And today on the podcast, we're thrilled to be joined by Marcus Alatheru, who is Director of Culture and Internal and Corporate Communications for the Ennismore Group. And we're really looking forward to hearing the insights that you're going to share with us today, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Marcus, let me start with a good broad question. And I I suppose we've been slightly flippant because we're talking about the hospitality industry. So um, internal communication uh, over the COVID period, has it been today special or a side order? In other words, how important has it been for your business? Uh, Well, it's definitely been the main meal, um, I would say. Um, It's been incredibly important to us and COVID has definitely highlighted the importance of uh, internal communications within the business in general. For us, internal communications is way more than just comes into our teams. It's definitely more about creating a community. uh, And we're able to do that through a platform we use called Workplace by Facebook. So whether you're in Glen Eagles in Scotland or the Hoxton in LA, you're not only connected with your manager through communication and leadership, but also to your colleagues. This definitely helps with kind of top-down comms having everyone on one platform but it also very much helps from a kind of bottom up and side to side so everyone has the ability to get involved with internal comms so it's a shared responsibility throughout the pandemic and especially during lockdown uh, it was key to ensure important important announcements with the team so whenever the government made an announcement we took that we summarized it and then we shared it with the team and it was the same with kind of the job retention scheme information um, and we've continued that since the opening of our hotels and restaurants when governments share updates or new guidance we're able to share that with our teams uh, really quickly Um, And so I think it's become a really integral part of the day-to-day running of the operations of the business, not just about announcements and um, some of the fun stuff that generally comes with internal comms. Just to build on that a second, you mentioned the different types of businesses within the umbrella of your organisation. You mentioned Glen Eagles, for example. Could you give us another brand name, perhaps, or brand names that people might recognise? Sure. Uh, Ennismore is a hospitality group, and we operate and develop uh, hospitality brands. So we have Glen Eagles um, in Scotland, which is a 900-acre estate just outside the Scottish Highlands. We have the Hoxton Hotels, where we have some in London, mainland Europe, um, and in the US. Uh, we also have some independent restaurants um, in London. Uh, Tandor Chop House and Egg Break. So we have a variety of brands um, and different demographics of people working for us as well. So from waiters and baristas uh, to kind of senior management, general managers uh, and kind of restaurant uh, directors. Interesting to hear more actually about the Ennismore brand. Obviously, we're very familiar with with the brands that you mentioned, but it's great to hear about what umbrella that comes under. You talked a little bit there around the importance of internal communication, as you say, the importance of not just announcements, but how it builds as a community. And obviously, there's no doubt with the pandemic, it's caused a lot of stress and challenge, particularly for the for the hospitality industry and for some of those demographics that you've just mentioned. So what have you learned from COVID about how we actually communicate bad news? 
Uh, good question. Um, I definitely think, as with all news, it has to be sincere, personal, and human to human. We've never been one to hide behind emails or texts um, in terms of sharing information. Whenever we've needed to share bad news, whether that's during COVID or outside of COVID, our CEO has very much been up front and center um, and usually sharing the message live um, via live streaming or via recorded video video on workplace. Uh, And then after that, we always follow up with a text post just to make sure people have really got the message. Uh, And then team members after that would get a call from their manager. So every employee gets a call directly from their uh, manager or from their leadership team member, explaining it a little bit further and just ensuring they've understood what it means for them personally as well as the wider business Um, and I think bringing in leadership early on in the comms is also quite key as well so making sure they're up to speed with what's about to go out just because actually they're having those one-to-one conversations and I think it's really important for the employee to feel like their manager uh, fully understands what's also happening so I think that's kind of our um, general approach to any bad news that we um, have to deliver. Uh, Marcus, you, you mentioned a couple of things already which have been successful around creating the community. But uh, looking back over the last six months in particular, it'd be great if you wouldn't mind sharing uh, some of your big successes, but also some of your uh, missteps and perhaps regrets around internal communication. Just to be quite bored, I do think our communication and connectivity um, during lockdown and COVID has been quite good. It's been a success. Um, there's been different variations of it happening across the business as a group because you know there's lots of different demographics and different messages to be shared. But I think we've been quite good at being connected and encouraging managers to have those one-to-one conversations. Now, I would say actually maybe one of the points that we could have definitely done back is increasing those one-to-one conversations with the managers and team members. You know, you could never have enough of those. Um, and I really feel that... Um, especially during a pandemic when people are on furlough, they might have felt a bit left out on their own. So I think increasing that one-to-one check-ins is definitely something we should have done uh, more of. Uh, We have run lots of pulse surveys. We ran them at the beginning and during uh, and just before people returned to work. So that really helped us understand how people were feeling. Um, Outside of COVID, um, actually, we've been doing lots of work in the last six months on our inclusion strategy. Uh, It was a big part of our uh, strategy before COVID, but obviously has picked up given recent events. But I would say with a topic like inclusion uh, and diversity is one of the biggest uh, kind of regretful lessons learned, should I say, is um, not overloading the uh, communication with too many messages, uh, in particular with such a sensitive and complicated topic like DNI. So I think breaking down messages into key bytes. Uh, so I think the key there is being simple and clear on the messaging that you want to get across. I just want to pick up again a little bit more about obviously the furlough scheme and, and how that's affected you as a business. Obviously, you've mentioned that you've used obviously workplace by Facebook and the importance actually of the line manager and the leader in that one-to-one sort of cascade communication. But obviously, with so many of your people obviously in the hospitality industry being furloughed, how do you actually still keep them connected with the business? Yeah, great question. I think we had a um, a large portion of our team who wanted to stay connected. So I think that was the uh, the first hurdle over people, although they were on furlough, didn't want to just go away. They wanted to see what was still happening in the business and stay connected. Um, but as soon as kind of we went into lockdown, we realized well-being was one uh, thing we really needed to kind of wrap our arms around and make sure our team were okay. So um, our head of L&D created a wellbeing series um, and she posted daily uh, tips, uh, free resources, classes, webinars, and external support that people could access, uh, which was covering all the kind of the elements of wellbeing. So financial, physical, mental wellbeing, and even learning opportunities and nutritional advice. Um, so I think that really helped people stay connected, but also have useful information for them to do things during lockdown and while they were on 
on furlough. So I think re- people really appreciated that connectivity. Um, but we also did lots of other things that lots of people did. So we got, started a digital book club, which met every month, all team Zoom calls for those that were still working, but also those furloughed. Um, lots of teams had pub quizzes. We created safe spaces on workplace for people to just chat and share uh, what they were up to or had chefs started doing, um, I think, was it weekly posts on like cooking lessons? We had some people from Glen Eagles from this at uh, the gym uh, and they were giving daily workout lessons. So it just kind of started to create this grassroots from the kind of frontline content, which actually just made was available for everyone. And it was really nice to see that connectivity kind of horizontally rather than just us trying to kind of keep everyone upbeat. Um, so I think that in itself really helped people kind of take along. But let's let's look a little bit forward now. So your whole industry, the hospitality industry, has had a, a rough ride, and it, it looks like it's going to continue to be tough. Looking forward, how do you think internal communication can help your industry fight back, if you like, and, and uh, minimise the negative impact of what's likely to, to happen? Sure. I think, and that's with engagement before COVID, it was always really key to have very transparent, very honest communication um, about the vision and about the mission of the organization and where it's heading. But I think it's more important to have that about business performance. And I think people really need to start having greater access to that information so they can really see where the business is going, also help them understand how they can drive better business. So very much kind of bringing everyone in the fold and saying, look, we're in this together. This is what we need to do. This is what it looks like now. But, you know, let's go and get it. Let's fight back stronger. Let's come back much stronger uh, and really take people along with you. Um, And I think that really helps keep people really motivated, really engaged. Um, And whilst we're still, you know, sharing the successes of the business using it for recognition, we can also take the time to celebrate and drive awareness around things like World Mental Health Day and Black History Month. So helping drive uh, engagement uh, in that way, for sure. And I think, you know, internal comms has always been really good at bringing people together. um, And that's just as important now as it ever has been. And I think definitely people will look to be part of the story of the business rather than just working for the business going forward. So obviously you're, you're a director of culture, which is a job title we're seeing more of, but obviously you're working in the internal comms sector. From your experiences, why do you think someone should choose a career in internal comms? What's what's the great things that we can all get out of it? Hopefully when we can stop talking about COVID quite so much as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. In the post-COVID world, um, but I also think COVID has helped, uh, as I said at the beginning, internal comms to be more valued than ever before. Uh, you know, I think it's definitely got a seat at the at the top table now. It's definitely considered in terms of, okay, how do we give this news to our team? How do we make sure it's communicated properly and with care? Whereas, and I think, you know, a few years ago, maybe it was just thrown out there and see what would land. But I definitely think kind of in terms of a career in internal communications, it's if you want to be kind of woven into the fabric of the whole organization, have a finger in every pie and just really understand what's happening, but also be a real kind of impact for change uh, and development and really care after the team members you're working to support. The thing we've seen over COVID is people just value good, honest communication from uh, leadership. So I love the phrase, having a finger in, in several pies. I think that would, that would appeal to a lot of communicators. Definitely. And I think, you know, you have your audience who you uh, work in external PR, you have your uh, media and your press audience. You, you know, you don't have that sense of impact. Whereas when you're working with an internal audience, you can actually see real time how that's impacting someone and actually how you see them then develop and how you see the business develop. We can feel our audience. We can be close to our audience in a very sometimes personal way, which is a wonderful way to hear about why people should consider a career in internal comms. Marcus, thank you so much for doing that. I hope that 
everything continues to go well for for Ennismore and you know what's a very tough time but I'm sure that what you're doing there with internal comms is really helping guide that light for many people in your organization thank you so much Thank you so much to Marcus Eleutheriou from Ennismore. Fascinating to hear what Marcus has to say about how staff are no longer satisfied with being observers of their employer's corporate identity and how it's very important for them now to be part of that story themselves. That's brilliant, but it's also an additional responsibility for IC practitioners. That's it for episode three of Communication in the Raw. If you'd like to get in touch with us about any of the issues that Marcos raised or to suggest new topics for the pod or to find out more about the IOIC, then please email Jen at jennifer at ioc.org.uk. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.